This is an irreverent podcast. Check out irreverent.fm for shows from all our friends. Hello and welcome to Exvangelical. I'm your host, Blake Chastain. It's been a while since my last episode. This unintentional hiatus was the result of a vacation, which was planned, and a number of other factors that I won't really bore you with on the air. But I will say that I have had my share of emotional ups and downs over the last few weeks. A lot of that was actually related to a handful of articles that made their way through social media over the past few weeks. First, there was this piece by Joseph Bernstein at BuzzFeed that revealed that white nationalist Steve Bannon was actually tipped off by an employee at the Family Research Council, the lobbying wing tied to James Dobson and Tony Perkins, about openings at Facebook, and which sought to, to basically influence hiring and policy within Facebook that would then report back to a noted racist troll, Milo Yiannopoulos, as well as Steve Bannon himself. Then, after that... Jack Jenkins at Think Progress published a piece about how Trump has dismantled the ecumenical religious initiatives that had flourished under Obama and actually many programs which had started back under the George W. Bush administration. In their stead, Trump is utilizing an informal evangelical advisory board. Jenkins goes on in that piece and in a related Twitter thread to describe how these loose networks of evangelicals are essentially now advising every branch and department of federal government, and they are woefully underqualified to match the difficulty and complexity of the situations which they face in a clearly pluralistic, multicultural, interfaith, global environment. And finally, just today, Jane Meyer at The New Yorker published a piece that highlights all of the atrocious policies that Vice President Mike Pence has espoused over the years, albeit with one of those, you know, Midwestern, gee, golly shucks, I'm just a simple fella from Indiana trying to make my way in this crazy world image and ridiculous persona. Those policies include constant collaboration and funding by the Cook brothers, the idea that smoking doesn't kill, campaigning against equal rights for the LGBTQ community, the criminalization of abortion, even in cases of rape and incest, and also including turning a dying woman away from a hospital who might need an abortion, as well as the controversial Religious Freedom Rights Act that basically legalized discriminating against LGBTQ people within Indiana and led a number of companies, including Salesforce and the NCAA, to decry Indiana and basically say that they wouldn't invest in the state until they reverse that decision. Um, also calling global warming a myth, a complete mishandling of the HIV crisis in Indiana, my home state, and also turning away Syrian refugees fleeing a war zone despite pleas from the Catholic Bishop of Indianapolis to whom Pence as a Catholic should heed the counsel of Oh, and he also essentially laundered money from casinos while publicly decrying them. All of that is actually encapsulated in this amazing New Yorker piece that was published today. 
but this is the kicker and this is the piece part of the piece that's been circulating across Twitter and throughout social media just today I'm recording this Monday evening I'm going to quote a little bit like at this part in particular because it is astounding quote Trump thinks Pence is great Steve Bannon told me but according to a longtime associate, Trumps also likes to, quote, let Pence know who's boss. A staff member from Trump's campaign recalls him mocking P Pence's religiosity. He said that when people met with Trump after stopping by Pence's office, Trump would ask them, did Mike make you pray? Two sources also recalled Trump needling Pence about his views on abortion and homosexuality. During a meeting with a legal scholar, Trump belittled Pence's determination to overturn Roe v. Wade. The legal scholar had said that, if the Supreme Court did so, many states would likely legalize abortion on their own. You see, Trump asked Pence, you wasted all this time and energy on it, and it's not going to end abortion anyway. And when the conversation turned to gay rights, Trump motioned toward Pence and joked, don't ask that guy, he wants to hang them all. Yeah. Good, solid, <laughs> good, solid Christian man, right? Wanting to hang other people. Awesome. Honestly, that exchange highlights the hypocrisy of both Trump and Pence. It reveals that Trump doesn't give two shits about the most deeply held beliefs of conservatives relative to sexuality and abortion. The people that he courted and won the votes of those 81% of evangelicals that he won over. He does not care. And it also reveals, conversely, the degree to which Pence is willing to be complicit with Trump as his superior, and to the degree also that he completely sets aside his so-called Christian beliefs <laughs> or his Christian beliefs for awful, awful policy. All of these things and all of these stories were completely disheartening. They revealed just how rotten evangelicalism is, cozying up to white nationalists, espousing hateful policies, appeasing Trump, all while claiming a unique and pristine conception of Christianity among the vast array of belief that can be held within that particular system of thought, and com as well as completely disavowing the potential validity of any other. All this has just been laid bare. And the thing that grieves me is just how stalwart some people remain despite all the evidence that their evangelical leaders are committing outright evil in the name of their God. To use religious language, they are desecrating the creation, denying the humanity and divinity of their fellow man, supporting the powers and principalities of this world, and chasing the love of money. Seriously hurts my heart to think about that. And yet, and yet, I'm now more determined than ever, more convinced than ever, that exvangelical stories have their place and have their value. Those of us who've exited evangelicalism and fundamentalism, we understand these realities better than anyone could. We know the way these beliefs permeate every aspect of your being and how they affect you and how you see the world and how you operate within it. And it's our stories that will help provide the personal 
emotional, and social context necessary to impact this moment in history. It is our stories that will let others know that there are other ways to be. It is our stories that will signal to those who feel they are held captive within insular communities that there is a life after and a life beyond and that they are not alone in their doubt and concern. So yes, we are going to keep telling stories on this podcast. We are going to keep talking about the shortcomings and the pitfalls of evangelicalism and the many ways in which you can live your life afterwards. We are going to keep telling our stories because there's a power in them. So if you have a story you want to share, you can contact me at contact at exvangelicalpodcast.com or you can find me on Twitter at brchastain and you can tweet using the hashtag exvangelical. You can also join the Exvangelical Facebook group to find like-minded people. Find it's We've got over a thousand members right now. It's a wonderful community of people that talk about all manner of things related to leaving evangelicalism and understanding what life may be like afterwards. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be an atheist. But there's something about the things that we've experienced together in moving beyond evangelicalism in understanding and seeing the damage that it can cause and there's a value and a power in, in telling those personal stories and often examining the social and political structures and power dynamics that evangelicalism is is building up and keeping in power. And we're going to keep talking about both of those things. We're going to talk about personal stories that that make these dynamics human. And we're going to look at them at a systemic level too. but I want you to know that there is power in your story. And you have power. You have worth. And you deserve love. And you're not alone. And we'll get back into the swing of things with more interviews starting next week. There are some really great ones coming up. And in the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter. Again, I'm at BRChastain. The show is at Pod. And you can also find me in the Exvangelical Facebook group. Just search for Exvangelical on Facebook. It's a closed group. It's not a secret group. That's what it's uh, set at right now to, to make it more discoverable. Um, and that's sort of what we have decided for it to be at this time. So if a privacy is an utmost concern and um, you don't want that those Facebook signalings going out, Keep that in mind for the time being. It is a closed group, so there might be some visibility of your membership there. Um, we'll continue to, to revisit that as necessary. Also, if you can, please go ahead and rate and review the show on iTunes or in the Apple Podcasts app. It does help others find the show. But more than anything, 
cheering and that <laughs> your story has power. Trust your intuition in that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I can't wait to get back into the swing of this. Um, and I feel more refocused and I feel more devoted to this project than I ever have. And I was already extremely devoted. <laughs> so I am invigorated and thank you for listening. Keep telling stories. All right, everyone. Talk soon. Be well. I can take it away